Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. Today we're talking about cheetahs. Yes, they are the fastest land animal on Earth, but a new study shows that it's not speed that gives them their great hunting ability. It's acceleration. It's a subtle difference that physics helps us understand. That's today on the Physics Central Podcast. A new study in the journal Nature has revealed yet another example of how animals use physics to help them survive. A research group used a brand new technology to carefully monitor the movements of five wild cheetahs. What they found is that while the cheetahs are in fact the fastest land animal on earth, it's not their speed that makes them great hunters. It's their acceleration. So what's the difference? For that, we turn to physics. Colloquially, acceleration refers to how quickly something can speed up. You hear about it in car commercials. Any car can go 60 miles per hour, but what you want in a racing car is the ability to get up to 60 miles per hour in just a few seconds. You may have also heard of deceleration, which technically in physics is still acceleration, just acceleration with a negative value. Fundamentally, it's the same thing, a change in speed. But there's another part of acceleration that doesn't factor into normal usage of the word. Acceleration is what's called a vector quantity, meaning it not only has a number value, but a direction. If I drive in a circle going 10 miles an hour the whole time, I still have an acceleration, even though my speed hasn't changed. My direction has. So what the researchers found is that the cheetahs have the ability to speed up quickly, slow down quickly, and rapidly change direction. Studying the precise movements of animals in the wild is not an easy thing to do, and a major part of the new research was the use of a clever new device for doing just that. It's a solar-powered collar that contains an accelerometer, a GPS system, and a gyroscope. The researchers put the collars around the necks of five wild cheetahs and tracked them for three to six months. And during that time, they observed hundreds of hunting situations. This research was led by Alan M. Wilson, a professor at the Royal Veterinary College at the University of London. So the scientists observed the cheetahs, and they saw that they did occasionally reach speeds of 60 miles per hour. But that was rare. The average speed of the cheetah while it was hunting was closer to 30 miles per hour. Because really, sprinting in a straight line isn't very useful while you're chasing an antelope or an impala or another nimble creature. Those animals will change direction. They'll dodge and dart to throw off their pursuer. Think about a running back in a football game trying to avoid being tackled. Being a good sprinter helps, but it's not the whole story. So the researchers found that the cheetahs can decelerate extremely quickly. They can drop their speed by 9 miles per hour in a single stride. So in three strides, the cheetah can go from about 35 miles an hour down to about 10. That ability is crucial when it comes to making turns and maneuvering. Why? Well, a few weeks ago you might remember that we talked to Deandra Leslie Pilecki, who wrote a book about the physics of NASCAR. And the issue of fast-moving bodies making turns is a major part of car racing. 
When a moving body makes a turn, it experiences a centripetal force. That's why it can be hard to pull on the steering wheel of your car if you're going too fast around a turn. The moving body experiences a stronger centripetal force the faster it moves or the tighter the turn. So in NASCAR, they solve this problem by tilting the track up and in. So the centripetal force pushes down on the car instead of out. Normal drivers like you and me have to choose between slowing down or making a wider turn. So the cheetah needs to stay close to its prey, so it chooses to slow down. And that's where that ability to decelerate really comes in handy. The faster the cheetah can do that, the sharper a turn it can make, and the more likely it is to catch dinner. And this isn't just a matter of strategy, it's a matter of evolution. Other very fast land animals, like greyhounds and horses, cannot slow down this quickly, and if they tried to maneuver like the cheetah, it would cause them serious injury. So one of the potential applications of this work is to learn things about the physiology of the cheetah and use them. And in fact, somewhat coincidentally, a video was just released this week by researchers at the Biorobotics Laboratory at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Lausanne, Switzerland. And this video shows a four-legged robot called the cheetah cub. And it looks like a house cat and has the distinct movements of a cat. Because cats in general are very fast hunters and very agile while they're moving very quickly, that's what they hope this robot will excel at, speed and agility. So there are robots that have been inspired by dogs and lizards and even snakes, and all of these robots have the potential to serve some purpose where we don't want humans to have to do something. So a robot, for example, could go into a building that's been damaged by an earthquake or a fire that poses a risk of collapsing, and the robot could search for survivors or test the stability of the structure. Now, the cheetah cub robot is in its very early stages, but it's an example of how understanding the nuances of animal abilities can help scientists make better technologies. Just a few weeks ago, I interviewed a scientist working on an adhesive material based on the toe pads of geckos. Geckos aren't necessarily the fastest animals on the block, but they've evolved so they can climb straight-up vertical surfaces, even hang upside down. It's a skill that is sure to elude a large predator. Nature is full of examples like that of the cheetah and the gecko, a reminder that to survive in this world, it helps to have physics on your side. That's it for this week's Physics Central podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more of the Physics Central podcast.